All right, today we're talking about conversions. I'm here with Alano Vasquez from WISE. Uh, my name is Eric, obviously. And the reason why we want to talk about conversions is because it's a big overlooked thing with a lot of businesses when it comes to their website, different experiences they have online, like their social media. So got uh, Alano here for kind of more like the branding side and the experience side, and then I'll kind of talk about more like the nitty gritty, um, you know, more like detailed, like exactly how to optimize on a particular web page and landing page that you have. But Alana, can you get us started? Yeah, sure. So, you know, at Wise, we kind of have uh, a house of brands. We have Wise Marketing, which is like our parent company. And then we have three divisions. One division that focuses on branding for like tech and software companies. Another division where we do a lot of cool stuff in the trade show space, developing like virtual booths. And then another division focused on cannabis. So they're all branded separately, separate websites. You and I have talked about that. It's a lot of freaking work. Mm. But in context of this conversation, when, you know, as, as big brand advocates, um, even before you get to the point of writing copy, designing landing pages, setting up all the CRO, we first want to make sure that you've identified who your audience is, you know, why they're special, what problems you're solving from them or with them. And that, a lot of that happens in the branding side of things. And so you could still, you know, do amazing conversion optimization with without branding per se. But if you really want to get that like God mode conversion, you said like, you mm-hmm. know, above 6% yeah. to really make sure you spend time on the front side doing sometimes like not so sexy stuff, which is persona research, understanding, you know, your audience in detail before you get into the nitty gritty stuff. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what we try to focus on. Very upstream brand kind of business strategy stuff. I can imagine one of the major things that affects conversion on a brand level is just like trust and credibility. Like, you know, even simple things as like, can I trust this brand to put my information into one of their payment forms on their website? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like little things like that kind of get to people nowadays because skepticism is so high in the market. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. But how can, um, so I guess, yeah, first question for like the brand side would be, um, just because I'm curious, how would you use uh, branding and that more upstream level stuff to make sure that you're talking to the right people and you have brand authority and credibility and everything that kind of like comes as a result of that? Yeah, that's a good question. So when you're saying talking to the right people is have you defined an audience you're going after? I always talk about niching down and we usually encounter companies that have, you know, large and ambitious goals. They feel like their products or services could kind of cater to a lot of different people but they start to realize that there's like a sweet spot. So we start off by usually saying like on on the branding side, who are your most ideal customers? Mm. Not all revenue is good revenue. Profitable revenue is good revenue. So which of the customers do you just like vibe well with? Who do you like working with? Who does your product serve? They're like raving fans. And can we isolate them and then say that there is a market of more people like them? And then we can help you kind of shake off the customers who aren't ideal. Mm. So we always talk about it just like, instead of like persona evaluation, it's like ideal customer evaluation who are those super ideal customers and once you define them you could we sit down and we interview them we say why did you like this product and out of having these conversations with them about you know being a third party and interviewing them they start to give you kind of like one-liners so they could give you some of the best headings search optimization keywords that you could use within the context of all the stuff that you guys do like on the site instead of having to go out and just to kind of do like a lot of assumptive based marketing that's what we try to stay away of like let's not assume and squander dollars let's just get straight to the source ask tough questions so we could really set the stage for everybody else who's a little more downstream doing the stuff that you guys do you know how after the branding happens exactly so like like what you're saying is when the person actually gets to the website you know how to communicate with them correctly and drive away the people that are not qualified customers um and yeah like when it comes down to that 
Um, what kind of discovery process do you think that you go, or like do you uh, do you guys go through to find that that I guess market fit or like the right messaging mm-hmm. um, that is going to lead to most conversions? Because because you're saying like this is what we do. Can you give maybe three things that you guys go through during your strategy and discovery? that lead to to that yeah so it's a good question so what we usually talk about i mean discovery is a concept concept not really known to everybody too Mm. they're used to reaching out to an agency and being like hey can we get a proposal for a website and you want to kind of slow down the conversation for their own sake and also for the sake of the agency to make sure like it's a good mutual fit and saying hey um maybe we should spend some time really making sure we're a good fit for one another and go through this discovery phase So we typically start with like a paid discovery engagement and we just pretty much go through three phases. Like you're saying, assess, diagnose and prescribe, right? Once you assess, diagnose and prescribe what they want, then you can recommend them something. And nine times out of 10, they need some love with their branding before they just start running campaigns. They might come to us saying we want to run a social media campaign and then they realize they need branding. So we start there. And so then within the branding process, it's kind of the same thing. It's like you're first investigating. You're, t- you're testing the assumptions of the company. They think they know which their product service and you know resonate the most with their audience. You're studying the competitors and then you're interviewing their customers. And you're trying to create this concentric circle where you're aligning where the competition is missing the mark, where what the customers are truly looking for, their ideal ones, and then what the company's like values are and then aligning all of those. And that's when you get that brand feeling that kind of just overcomes you like, I just trust these guys, this feels right. And for the people that shouldn't be on your site and converting, they're going to run for the hills. They're going to be like, oh, this company looks too big or they look too small or they look too too young. But really, they are going for approachable and it's just not resonating with them. So you're right. I think like there's so much math and there's so much process that could be applied to the branding process. And knowing those steps is like crucial. Yeah. And then kind of what you were talking about, too, with like driving the wrong people away. Um, it's 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 kind of like the Pareto principle where it talks about, you know, 80% of the result comes from 20% of the effort. effort yeah. So it's like the majority of your revenue is coming from like a certain, you know, part of the market. And if you can brand yourself in a way that only talks to that part of the market, you're gonna be spending less time on sales calls with people that aren't qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the traffic that's gonna go to your website is gonna convert more. So you're gonna have a higher percentage. Um, and then also it helps like a web designer person that is he- like actually doing the uh, tactics and execution of the CRO or conversion rate optimization on the website because then they know exactly what words to include. This kind of get, you know, get help from like a copywriter to do that as well of what's going to drive the most conversions and resonate with that market. Yeah. So um, I was going to say that's a good point. You're talking mm-hmm. about guidelines, yeah. right? Like when you do brand guidelines properly, you're calling out everything from obviously like logos treatments, mm-hmm. font types, but you're calling out, you know, um, positioning, you're calling out specific keywords. Um, you're calling out a lot of things that a copywriter could use in the context of their work, a designer. And so everyone has this point of reference. It's very hub and spoke. And at the hub are the brand guidelines that are, you know, it might just be a 20 page, 30 page document, but it's the result. It could be of 20 to 30 weeks of discovery and, you know, design. And if everybody is following those guidelines, the customers could feel it. They're like, there's no disconnect with their voice, their tone, how they look, how they feel. And that creates trust, mm-hmm. right? From a branding side. Whereas like for you guys, if you guys are doing something e-commerce, trust is having, you know, like a site security SSL certificate mm-hmm. for us. It's like, is there a cohesive brand and everybody is following it? That's doing the fulfillment work. 
even like you guys, I imagine benefit from having brand guidelines that you could follow palettes language to use yeah it helps a lot most people don't have (laughs) yeah when we're designing something it's like we we kind of go through a similar process but not quite as like you know full fleshed out of like interviewing customers and things like that but we'll ask the business owners you know who your target market is but then usually they do come back with that answer of what they think it is as opposed to what it really is so then i'll talk uh, to them and say like, you know, can you tell me more about your past 10 customers that you yeah. had? And I, they're kind of doing the strategy work on their own or the uh, kind of, you know, figuring out uh, who that persona is themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it obviously as good as, as a job as you guys would do, but it gives me and my team like a good idea to figure out, okay, when we're designing like the actual website itself to do for conversions, um, you know, what like do they need to have a video at the top do they need to have a photo at the top do they need to have credibility near the top like there's different like depending on the industry and like the niche that you're in um there's different kind of templates that you almost want to follow with like you know more consumer stuff they like to watch a lot of videos they like to really just you know consume a bunch of information but if you're doing like the more b2b side they want to get straight to like the results that you're going to provide as opposed to like consuming a bunch of content so like when it comes to um doing conversions on like the website side yeah like you're, you're right it has it, there's a lot of stuff that i need when it comes to brand guidelines and the other to follow so i have mm-hmm. like a process yeah. yeah it's super important and then I'd, I'd always say i mean you probably work with a lot of companies that are just so eager to start running campaigns so they could get sales <laughs> yeah. you probably have spent a lot of time just getting to slow them down you have to help them from their own selves like to just rush into it so we always tell people it's not first to market it's best to market as with all things, come prepared, mm-hmm. sharpen, you know, the uh, the blade enough times in advance so you can just chop the tree down and not mm-hmm. spend the whole day chopping the tree down. So just it's, it's it requires that level of trust where the customer says, okay, I trust these guys who are subject matter experts that are saying take our time and that, you know, that you could also, that they could trust you and it's very mutual, right? Because that process is just so foreign. People just want to start running campaigns but they don't even know how to assess how much money they're squandering and wasting with low conversion rates, especially like for us, if we're spending 10 to $20 cost per click, the difference of a four, six and 8% conversion rate could be thousands of dollars per month. Exactly. And that's probably more, yeah. Like when we're getting more in like the nitty gritty side, that's all the stuff that I look at. We're like, does the math add up to like profit? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's like they they want to run Facebook ads or Google ads or do SEO right away. But then if you're doing those things and you're sending traffic to a website that doesn't look good, doesn't have a good you know feel to it, doesn't really explain credibility, doesn't have headlines that resonate with you know your market, then it's just kind of a waste. And I've had this happen before where clients actually had a website that was built with you know another agency and that was fine we weren't going to touch it it looked okay from mm-hmm. like how the actual design like elements of it like the mm-hmm. colors and things like that looked good but i kind of just had like a in, in the business owner was kind of attached to the website like they didn't want to quite do a new one yet so i was like okay we'll we'll do that and we started sending google traffic to it mm-hmm. and it just wasn't converting into yeah. anything and i kind of saw that that was happening so we stopped uh, about probably a month and a half in just giving it some time to test and we're like hey we're not getting many conversions when they actually get to the website and i looked behind the scenes and i see the search terms that people are typing in are highly qualified 
but then when it comes when they're actually getting to the website they're not converting so obviously if you isolate the problem it's it's the website and it's just not converting so we redid the website and then of course redid the campaign so it's a little bit more like on uh, on brand for like the the messaging and stuff like that um that they were looking for with like what people are typing in they want to see in google that the ad copy is exactly what they're looking for because it was kind of a uh the, the particular business owner I'm talking about, it's kind of like a, a niche market in a way, but mm-hmm. like it can be misconstrued in a bunch of different ways. So we had to be like super on point with the copy of the uh, the Google ads itself to make sure they were looking for the right thing. Yeah, the meta title matches a keyword verbatim. And exactly. Then you include, you're like your quality score goes up, you pay yeah. loss less per click and you convert higher. Yeah, That's it's just awesome, more relevant. Yeah. And Google like rewards you for that with a, you know, a quality score and everything. And then, um, yeah, we just saw that once we fixed the foundation of the site, then sending the traffic to it was actually worth it and profitable because then they started getting phone calls, started getting contact form fills. And it was like, it was kind of a blind spot that the business owner had for a bit. And I just didn't want to push the thing because they were so attached to the website. But obviously since then I've learned, I'm like, we just kind of need to separate like and remove stuff that isn't working, like no matter what it is, no matter how attached a business owner is, it's like, don't focus on like you know what you want it's kind of more like what do you need and like what's actually going to get the results the wishful thinking is hard to like you know get people to slow down to assess a lot of people want something that is super affordable but it's going to be god mode conversion Mm -hmm. like you're saying and that's kind of hoping for like a unicorn and it's a risky bet right it's like playing roulette and betting on a number instead of a color and so we just try to ask people like are you saying you're attached to the website because you feel like it really is your brand or is it because you don't want to spend money on trying this again because you hired some rookie before to try to do it? And that's almost like, you know, it's like some clients can kind of be damaged goods in a sense. And they're just like f- fresh off of an agency breakup. Usually mm-hmm. if people just are talking mess on their agency, we don't even want to work with them. It's not a good sign. Yeah. But, you know, you got to help them kind of heal from that and be like, this is why you can trust us. Point to your process. Be like, so let's slow down and let's take this holistic approach, right? Or partner up with us and say let's do branding and the website and watch it all come together mm-hmm. but it's interesting so i was going to ask um when you're helping them improve conversions on the site was it also not just optimizing landing pages but creating better content offers so middle of the funnel content calculators demos whatever mm-hmm. did you guys have to do a lot of that stuff too to help that's also something that is extremely important for conversions so just like your what to i guess explain it a little bit more with context uh, particularly we work with a lot of service businesses. So usually what that middle of the funnel, you know, offer is, is like a call or some type of, you know, consultation or something like that. So we kind of have to play up that consultation in a way that like the person's actually going to make, think it's worth it to fill out that contact form. So they may resonate with the headlines and everything like that. But then when it comes to specifically, what am I going to get out of this phone call? Even though it's free, it's the funniest thing because even like you're not paying for it, but you still have to build up the value of it. And that's something we do as well. And that's a little bit more copy driven, but it still increases the conversions because, you know, if the person doesn't know exactly what results and outcomes they're going to get out of that, like free consultation call or whatever it is, as opposed to like little features of, you know, on the call, we analyze your website. It's like, okay, well, what does that do? Right? Like if you're talking about my specific website, it's like on our consultation, we go through custom marketing plan that is going to basically actually be profitable and like give you reasons to like do things. So like, you know, a lot of people, 
uh, when they do, or a lot of agencies, when they try to do a marketing plan, they fit, they put a lot of filler services in there, like social media management and mm-hmm. things like that, just posting content for them. And it's like, well, you could get an automated software to do that. Like, so it's like in, or something. Yeah. Yeah. So like in our, in our thing, we basically go through like, what do you need? What don't you need? And really only focus on like the essentials. Um, and when someone sees that they're like, you know, going on our website, they say, oh, the results I'm going to get out of this is an actual strategy that's going to help us. And they're also like, it kind of takes away fear because they're not going to try and sell us something we don't need. Yeah. So yeah, when it comes to building up the value of your offer, even if it's something for free, you still need to fo- be like focused on conversions. Cause just cause you have a thing that says, get a free call. Well, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. So like, you, again, it's all about results and what the actual client is going to get. Um, so any business owner that is looking at how to improve their conversions, you know, obviously needs to do kind of like a, a redesign and like, you know, change their messaging and things like that if things aren't working, but like almost where they should start as far as like the nitty gritty on the website, something to change right now is what is your offer and how can you manipulate it in a way that, uh, you know, try different angles and see what, what resonates the most on that offer. Cause it could be a free call that talks about, you know, like we're going to do an analysis of, you know, like if it's like a lawyer, we're going to do an analysis of your case and kind of figure out where to go from there. You could like reword that and say, we're going to do an, an assessment and give you five, uh, you know, ways that you can go about it instead of just giving like being a little bit more specific of what they got out of it. We're going to give you f- exactly five strategies of how you can go about like handling this lawsuit. And then we also are going to help you with each of those five. As yeah, opposed people, to just people work general. well with numbers, yeah. right? They get lost if you're not just laying it out with clear steps right and takeaways it's just hard for them to wrap their heads around especially if they're just not marketers and you're working Mm -hmm. with like a business owner that doesn't have a savvy cmo on staff Mm -hmm. um and i mean right now as we're you know recording this we're in the middle of like a global pandemic right covid the economy is kind of turning over right now it's at Mm -hmm. the end of its cycle and i think that conversions and making sure people are you know maximizing them is more crucial than ever like there's not as many marketing dollars to waste every dollar is precious Mm -hmm. there's going to be more people competing online so conversion optimization is going to become such a big thing i feel like moving forward and a lot of companies have to contend with you know their their finance department saying this is uh marketing essential this is this is marketing spend is essential because we've talked to a lot of companies that have just kind of cut off marketing budgets and that's why I feel like everything's going to have to have ROI attached to it. So the more that they can improve conversion rate optimization in light of this economic downturn, the better. Less mm-hmm. less, less chances to like learn along the way. They've got to get it right on day one. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that a lot of businesses are pulling back on their marketing. And I get it if they're super struggling and on the brink of bankruptcy or something like that. But at the same time, if they're if they're doing okay, it's like, well, you have to realize the rest of your market is pulling back. So like when that happens, you almost have, you're the only player on the field. You get to go in there and kind of dominate that market. And again, if the offer that you have on your website uh, or your social media ads or whatever you're doing, if it resonates with the brand, if you're talking to them correctly, you're talking about the results and outcomes they're going to get, you've interviewed, you know, customers to figure out what they want during this time. Mm -hmm. That's also an important thing is because of COVID, it's like you have to adjust your offers based on COVID because let's say someone um, is, is, yeah, is going like just again, using a law firm example, like a bankruptcy. If they're going through a bankruptcy right now, like your messaging and all your, uh, you know, uh, your offer and everything like that could talk about how we help you with that. But then 
all you have to do to invert uh, increase conversions just during the pandemic time obviously you need to change it after this pandemic's over but even during covid even during this like it's mm -hmm. kind of like if you just add on that little element of like we can still help you yeah during this time all of a sudden the rest of your competitors are just saying the same thing over again if you get to your free call or whatever it is but then if you say hey we have a specific strategy that can help you during covid then it's like wow like if you're talking about brand messaging or like resonating with someone they're, they're going to think that's a lot more relevant than just kind of a generalist like view on it of just talking about it as if the pandemic isn't even happening like you have to be relevant yeah. so i guess when it comes to that it would be good to ask you about that of when like if something like obviously the pandemic and everything like that is happening right now if someone is going through or if a business is going through a time when they do need to look at their brand guidelines and kind of redo their branding um they need to make it slightly specific you know what i mean to, to or i guess re resonate with people during covid and like the pandemic and everything like that so how do you think they could go about slightly changing their branding uh right now to make it resonate with people more during like a pandemic time when there's a lot of scarcity and fear and all yeah stuff? that's a great that's a that's a great question i think it it's kind of goes back to the whole saying you got to bait the hook to suit the fish right mm -hmm. and i think it comes down to a point of empathy showing empathy so when we say that a brand is three things collectively it's not a logo right it's not your colors mm -hmm. it's how you look yeah. it's how you sound and it's how you position look is aesthetic sound is kind of like how do i communicate am i young am i playful am i serious right mm -hmm. like the way that uh, norton anti-security their their tone their voice tone and then how they compare against like nike let's say it's wildly different yeah right so getting that um, tone on point but the positioning and in, in context to what you're asking is being empathetic like not saying we're the hero of the story making them the hero of the story and then starting most of the branding around you know in in light of the pandemic your company's probably experiencing x y and z we understand you're probably going to encounter xyz because you've stu you've studied your audience you know mm -hmm. how to position and then you provide you know a remedy to that solution so i think just letting them know that you're aware of how this pandemic is affecting their business and that's why having a niche understanding and focusing like we know that a lot of tech and software companies are actually going to do very well mm -hmm. and right they want to invest more in branding because yeah. a lot of people can be afraid of it and the whole world i mean just look how many people use zoom now these tech and software companies see the opportunity to really scale and so we're we're creating messaging that resonates with them so i would say just empathy being extremely empathetic and not ignoring what's happening what's at play whether it's a pandemic or the economy those two things and, and starting from there you know what's funny about zoom too is like kind of to almost use it as a case study um there was a whole widespread thing on the internet of like why did zoom dominate this market and i think it has to do with kind of the, both of the things we're talking about of like their branding and how they position themselves and their, their communication and then also just things on their actual website um that led to to more sales and more people trusting them as opposed to like skype so like skype was is their you know biggest competitor and everybody's kind of wondering like how did zoom dominate it so well but i think it comes down to zoom was out there communicating that we're going to help you during the during pandemic, covid yeah. and uh we're going to be your one-stop you know solution that's also going to be secure and here's how and this and that and then on their website they redesigned their front page like it actually like talked about how during covid uh, make sure that you know you're communicating with family they kind of had multiple different landing pages depending on what you know was being used but like on their you know more 
enterprise level page, they were talking about, well, you want security because everybody has to, you know, do remote work. You have to yeah. make sure all your video calls are super secure and someone can't just like come in randomly. And there was a bunch of news articles about that, but they fixed it. Um, but then also people are using Zoom to like, literally I see people watch Netflix with their friends on Zoom. Like they all just log in and they share the screen and do that. And it's like, how can Zoom also communicate to those people as well as the enterprise people? They have to niche down to those two particular things via their website and how their little funnel is optimized. And then also their, their uh, you know, positioning and like branding stuff. So do you think that they did a good job? Like, I think I mean, they did. And I mean, I sometimes wonder, you know how you'd hear these stories of, oh, this guy forgot to shut down his meeting and he'll still on camera or mm. someone just popped up in another video chat feed. I'm almost mm. like, did they allow that to happen mm. to create some controversy just to get buzz out there? Because that's how I heard about Zoom. Mm. I was like, have you heard about that platform that people are using where someone's just going to show up in your meeting <laughs> randomly? I was like, that's either unintentional or like the most genius marketing, mm. but they did attach their brand to things that continue to allow people to stay in contact, yeah. right? So whether they, it was like, you know, weddings, whether it was like happy hours or just more kind of things that were happening virtually in light of the pandemic that they were trying to attach themselves to. And they did a good, you know, like a really good job on social. Yeah. Right. So. You know, what's funny too, is like even the, the process, I, I like using zoom and Skype right now. Cause it is, it is relevant to what we're talking about. And it's, it is very interesting how Skype really did fail on the branding side, but then also the like, uh, you know, on website conversion optimization where Skype, it's not an easy process to really sign up. You have to have this Microsoft account. And if you don't have the Microsoft account, they won't let you sign up. And it's like, it's kind of, a, they create a lot of friction on the actual tangible pages that you're clicking to sign up for a, a Skype account, even to like join a meeting, you have to add them as a friend and do this. And that's not quite to do with conversion, you know, rate optimization, but it's just like friction. And then also their branding and stuff like that messed up as opposed to zoom where it's like you click one link and you join the meeting as long as you, you know, and then a secure meeting, you have to put in a password, but like the ease of use and the friction, there's almost none and it makes it easy for people. And then it integrates well, but then also their positioning and all that type of stuff is on, uh, on point. So it's kind of like just a great case study for like how conversion rate optimization can either like make or break your business. Yeah. So assuming they did a great job with their branding mm -hmm. and now like after Wise Agency does their branding and we want to pass them over to you for conversion rate optimization. What is like the very first thing that you want to get started on them with, right? Mm -hmm. Like what, what's top priority? I would say again, the, the offer and making it relevant to their audience. So kind of taking what work that your agency would do and in taking that into account of like, okay, so when we're building the actual landing page, like who are we talking to using the right language and all that type of stuff. And like a lot of the work would kind of already be done at that point. And then it's just at, at that point, it comes to building and designing it in a way that like makes sense. And it's not, it's not like complicated. Right. Like I feel like a lot of websites have a lot of information on them. There's tons of stuff to click. It's kind of all over the place. And what and that used to be good, you know, back in the day. Uh, but kind of how people are now is there's they're so ADD that they need kind of just one. Like a lot of websites are kind of that are converting well are built like landing pages. Yeah. And then basically you just want to remove a, a, the most amount of stuff you can from your site. So it's a simple way that someone can go from the, the top of your funnel to the end of it. I like that. Yeah. So, well, as always, if people want to take a look at where they're at with their brand, if it needs to be a complete redesign or refresh, they could always reach out to us at Wise Agency. And then for you guys, best way to get a hold of you. Yeah. I mean, it can be on like a bunch of different things like my website, ericbella.com. You can fill out a, a basic application. We look over kind of what your business is, get on a call with you, talk about if we're a good fit or not. Same thing, you know, for you as well. It's just because, you know, everyone's not 
the best fit. Yeah. But, uh, or, you know, Instagram, DM, all the social media, however you want to reach out to me is fine. Um, and then we can schedule a call to go ahead and see, you know, how to basically increase conversions, SEO, whatever else needs to be done on the website and send some traffic and get some leads. Sweet. 